Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, good morning. Dave Mona, Mike Max sit on his way in. Uh, Mike, I think we picked a good uh, good morning for a three-hour yeah, show. Yeah, we got different shows every week. We never know when we're going to be on at 9 or 10, but this is a good week to be on at 9. And our first guest uh, is Athletics Director of the University of Minnesota, Mark Coyle. Mark, uh, University of Minnesota is your third stop as uh, AD, Boise State, Syracuse, and Minnesota. Where does what happened yesterday rank among your highlights as an AD? Uh, you know, Dave, there, there's no doubt. Good morning, David, Mike. There, there's no doubt yesterday was an was a unbelievable day for a lot of reasons. And, uh, you know, each each stop I've been on, we've had special moments, whether it was the Fiesta Bowl at Boise State or the men's and women's Final Four at Syracuse, and, and now this big one yesterday. Uh, in football, and obviously just uh, very humbled to be here and just so grateful for uh, for our state and for our institution and, and for our football students and Coach Fleck and his staff to have such a great day yesterday and get that big win. Mark, just take us through where you sit in the fourth quarter yesterday. Who's in your box? What, what What's it feel like? What What's that like yesterday for you personally? Do you want the truth? Yeah. <laughs> no, we, uh, uh, you know, uh, to be honest with you, uh, uh, you know, I, I usually try to get down on the field for the fourth quarter. Uh, so I actually go down to the field and then, um, you know, spend, uh, a time with President Gable and, and, uh, my family and others down the field during that fourth quarter. But we, we had a, uh, a lot of great people up in, uh, the athletic department suites yesterday. They were all full, as you guys saw, and, and had great donors there. And, and you know, it's, it's just an awesome attestment. So many people who've invested in our program for a long time as part of the Golden Gopher Fund, those people who buy season tickets, buy single game tickets, they invest in our program. And hopefully they saw yesterday that the investment's paying off. And, and we're doing some really cool things right now, which is awesome to be a part of. So that's who, that's who you were sitting with and going through those last shaky, you know, nail-biting moments? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. What was I doing those last yeah. minutes of the game? Uh, I was doing a lot of pacing. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's kind of ironic. My wife uh, and kids, um, you know, they always try to join me down in the tunnel towards the end of the game, and, and they were staying back. Uh, and they saw that final interception, and my wife, you know, said it felt like the Fiesta Bowl. We were at Boise State, and we won the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, we won late on a on a sack with no time left to win that game. And uh, my memory will be my family running towards me in that tunnel, and just the excitement of, of getting that interception. It's a big, big win for our program. Mark, a uh, two part question. One is, I I don't know if you monitor online activity. I, I have a feeling that Wisconsin tickets have become a, <laughs> a very hot item. Uh, and then, uh, secondly, Mike and I were talking about the bowl picture. I mean, obviously, you became bowl eligible with your sixth win, and you've now got nine wins. So we're talking about a a very high level bowl. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, the Rose Bowl is not a BCS bowl this year. It's been so many years since Minnesota's been to the Rose Bowl. And, of course, if you went out, you'd be looking at a BCS bowl. But another scenario, a lot of people are interested in, is the Rose Bowl. If uh, if Ohio State, for instance, were to go BCS, are they is this one the years they would be obligated or have the option of taking a Big Ten team? No, well, the, the Rose Bowl has a contract with the Big Ten uh, and the Pac-12. So if, uh, you know, depending on what happens with the rest of the season, obviously, Dave, as you know, there's a lot of football left. 
but but the Big Ten team they they um, they have that contract with the Rose Bowl, and you know, and our goal, you know, I think I, we talked a couple of weeks ago. I made this analogy when when I was at Boise State, I used to get asked all the time by the media, you know, hey, what does Boise State have to do to get to a to a you know a big time bowl game, one of those special tier one yep. bowl games? And I used to tell people all the time, it's it's really simple. You just have to keep winning. If you win, you put yourself in the position, and there's no doubt. Um, and, of course, I'm being sarcastic when I say it's simple to win. It's very hard to win uh, in, in college football. But if we just keep winning and taking care of business, um, you know, we'll put ourselves in, in a great spot. But, obviously, we've got three very tough games remaining. Iowa is a phenomenal program. They've been great for a long, long time. So that's going to be a tough game. And, and then we got Northwestern, and we finish up with Wisconsin. And, obviously, Dave, the Wisconsin tickets, I can tell you sales were picking up a lot <laughs> over the past two weeks. And I imagine those will continue to go at a high rate. And, and again, I, I'm hopeful for people who were there yesterday and they saw what TCF Bank Stadium's like, uh, that crowd makes such a big, big difference for our student-athletes and for our program. And again, David, Mike, I can't tell you how thankful we are for the people who bought tickets and came out and supported our program yesterday. Yeah, no question it'll be sold out for Wisconsin. The question is how many will be wearing maroon and gold and how many will be wearing red is always the question. You want to, I don't know, can you do anything to block that much, Mark? Uh, you know, obviously anybody can buy tickets, Mike. And, and again, our goal is, uh, you know, yesterday I think what made that crowd so special was it was uh, all Gophers, uh, which was phenomenal. You know, and, and uh, you know, that we did have a small Penn State contingency that traveled, but it was great just to have that home field advantage. And, and we fully expect that our Gopher fans will, will stand up again and be loud and, and, and be proud and help us get a, you know, keep this thing moving in the right direction. Mark, one of the really fun things to, to do, uh, I, I did it for quite a bit last night, probably too long, went on the computer and started reading comments around the country. And I will tell you, before the Penn State game, comments around the country, as you know, were not terribly complimentary of the Gophers. They hadn't played anybody. They were not highly regarded. The, the first BCF ratings that came out with them at 17 had them behind a lot of two-loss teams. It turned on a dime uh, from about oh four thirty five o'clock on yesterday. People, you know, doing their own uh, rankings now. Minnesota mentioned prominently fourth, fifth in the nation. Boy, a big win on a nationally televised game over a good team. It's a program changer. Uh, you know, there's no doubt that that obviously it's great to have people talk about your program, but but you two have been doing this a long time, like I have. And at the end of the day, you got to compete on the field, you know, between the lines. And and I think Coach Fleck and our student athletes have done a wonderful job, having incredible focus. You know, focus on one game at a time, one week at a time. And again, it's it's awesome that people are talking about Minnesota. And you both have known this a long time. We have so many special things going on at our institution. You know, whether we you know are the highest rated public school in the country with respect to student athlete academics. We have a top 20 Director's Cup program where we're ranked in the top 6% across all of our programs, broad-based success. So it's just great that people can see uh, see all the special things that our institution's doing in our athletic department. Mark, earlier in the week, of course, you extended and gave a raise to P.J. Fleck. Was there anything uh, about the timing of that? Did you want to get that out of the way before the Penn State game? Was it just let's do it now before uh, speculation rises, all those things? Uh, you know, Mike, I think it's a combination of all those. I, I can honestly tell both of you guys, you know, uh, when we were in Chicago at Big Ten Media Days, uh, I had a brief conversation with Coach Flex agent Brian uh, in Chicago. He's based out of Chicago. We had a, a brief conversation. We kind of kept having conversations throughout the year. And PJ, you know, uh, very fortunate to work with PJ. Uh, he and I have developed a really good friendship. And he and I talked throughout the season. And obviously, as the wins kept on coming, you know, he and I talked about his contract. And, and obviously, we want him here long term. You know, he and Heather, they talk about how much they love the Twin Cities. They love the state of Minnesota. And so we felt like going into that bye week, Mike, um, I wanted to be respectful of Coach's schedule. You know, he went out recruiting hard. 
And when he got back from recruiting, we had a chance to sit down, um, you know, and, and go over it real quickly. And then a lot of it is, is with his agents uh, in, in our department. And, you know, a big shout-out goes to John Cunningham, Ron McFarland. Uh, they worked incredibly hard on this contract extension, too, and they deserve a lot of credit as well. Turn my mic on. Uh, one thing that was interesting yesterday, I've, I haven't been around too many gopher occasions when they've stormed the court or, or the field. There was an Indiana basketball game several years ago. With about five minutes ago, I turned to the people I was with. I said, they're going to storm the court. And these people are older than I am. And they said, no, Minnesota fans don't do that. I said, I just feel it in the air. And in the air, I was in the stands, not in the press box yesterday. And at a certain point, you could feel it was going to happen. And I know some people got some degree of medical service, but I, I thought that, that the People working the game handled that well, knowing it was going to happen. I think it might have been impossible to stop, but it was about as orderly as something of that could be. But after a short amount of time to look down at the field and try to find the players with all that maroon and gold among the fans, it was a sight that on a football field I've never seen in Minnesota. Yeah, it was a great moment. And again, a lot of credit goes to, uh, you know, Stephanie Davis. Uh, Tom McGinnis, Scott Ellison, all, you know, who worked in that part of our operations for our department. And, and I can tell you, you know, Mike, a couple of weeks ago, you asked me a question about how prepared are we and what do we do behind the scenes? And I can tell you, uh, we had lots of conversations about if we were fortunate enough to win the Penn State game, how would we handle the crowd coming on the field? How would we do those things? And again, that's a credit to Stephanie, Tom and Scott and, and their staffs and, and uh, the folks who worked there who did a wonderful job. And, and uh, you know, again, it's just an awesome scene. I, I actually, after the game, got on a plane and flew over to Sioux Falls to watch our men's basketball game. And when I landed in Sioux Falls, and you see the pictures of our stadium, and the, but you, as you said, Dave, you couldn't even tell where the players were on the field. Just an awesome experience to see. Yeah, that that's going to be the takeaway. That's going to be the postcard, I think, for anybody that was at the game, especially no, when no the, doubt. you know that drone coverage that they got now. Yeah, when you right. take it, it's just spectacular. You go, whoa, what is that down there? Uh, so, so, hey, Mike, you just blew my holiday card, by the way. That was gonna be my holiday <laughs> well, I don't think now you're going to be alone. Yeah, now the entire state of Minnesota is going to have those as their holiday cards. So <laughs> it won't be unique, you're saying. Yeah. But you'll probably have access to better photos than they do. Yeah, no doubt. No I doubt. think it's going to be the long shot for a lot of people in the, the Where's Waldo theme yeah. <laughs> with the arrow pointing to where they think they were in that crowd. And, Mark, yeah. I think the new president better sit down with you as well, though. You've built quite a, a coaching staff over there, and you've gone, you've just step-by-step step got people in places that you think can win. Yeah, you know, Mike, I really appreciate that. And, you know, it, it's uh, you guys know me well, and I know you guys from, from my time here from 2001 to five. You know, my, my wife and I and our kids are, uh, are really humbled to be here. You know, we absolutely fell in love with the state of Minnesota. Uh, when we were here before, and, and, and it's truly a dream uh, to have an opportunity to come back here and, and work at this great institution. And, you know, President Gable, uh, she's done a, a wonderful job. And, and, Dave, you deserve a lot of credit. You're part of that search committee that brought her here, and, and she's just done a, a wonderful job, uh, not only in the athletic department but across campus and getting up to speed quickly. Uh, she's very bright, intelligent. She understands uh, what it means to be a president. She understands college athletics, and, and we feel really fortunate to be here. And Just grateful for uh, for all the coverage you guys give us and, and, and all the support we're getting right now for our entire department. You know, Mike, uh, Mark, uh, we're going to let you go in a minute here, but uh, you mentioned the basketball team, and that was kind of a funny ending to, the, to that game that you saw. But this hockey team isn't supposed to be good for a year, hasn't, haven't they been reading about themselves? I mean, they're, they're off to a great start. And your volleyball team is now pulled into a tie for the leadership in the Big Ten. Yeah, you know, well, we'll start, you know, obviously, uh, basketball last night had a chance to go over there to Sioux Falls, and, and I think they went on a 23 day run, and that's hard to overcome down there. And, and Bob had a big win at Michigan yesterday. I think it was a 3-1 win. And I don't know if you guys saw it. There's a cool video 
online of our men's hockey team crowded around a cell phone watching the end of that Penn State game. And when we get the interception, uh, you see our hockey locker room go absolutely nuts. And to me, that's the strength of Gopher Athletics. We all kind of cheer for each other and support each other. And, you know, Coach McCutcheon had a great win at Maryland on Friday night. We have a big one against Ohio State this afternoon to get that one. And then Lindsey Whalen, she's got, uh, you know, game number two tonight or this afternoon at two o'clock. We play Vermont at the barn and encourage you to come out and support those kids. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of great things going on and, and just a lot of great, um, you know, feelings about our department, our program and just so grateful to be here and be a part of it. When you, when you win, okay. When you win a game like that and you've got facility, new facilities, how do they work hand in hand now as guys take a new, maybe people that you weren't able to recruit before take a peek again. And now you've got this wonderful practice facility sitting there. Yeah, you know, Mike, I, I can tell you, you know, when, when we sat down with PJ uh, in Chicago, the very first thing we showed him was uh, TCF Bank Stadium and how new that facility was. And then we showed him what Athletes Village was going to look like. And that immediately got his attention. And I appreciate you giving me uh, credit, you know, and, and compliments on the coaches we brought here. But every coach that we've been able to hire, whether it be Lindsey Whalen, Bob Mosco, Katrina Thompson in women's tennis, uh, Jamie Traxel in softball, They've all looked at our facilities, and the University of Minnesota has made a huge commitment to intercollegiate athletics, and you're starting to see the results of that commitment. You're starting to see those top-quality recruits who want to be a part of our program, want to be a part of what we're doing long-term. And so, again, uh, you know, those facilities are a huge, huge part of our success, and, and they go hand-in-hand. Hand. And our volleyball program with the new performance center, our recruiting is great there. So there's a lot of positives going on with our facilities right now. You know, Mark, I'm not surprised that the hockey team gathered around the cell phone to watch a finish of that game because, after all, P.J. Fleck is the number four goalie on that team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I had a chance to go over and watch him on skates, and, and we all know P.J. can do a lot of things. It was interesting to see him on skates, but to his credit, he got on those skates, and he, he held his own. And I, I, I particularly enjoyed when, the, when the, the kids would shoot a puck at him, and it would hit the net and be bouncing out of the net and PJ would be then turning around to look to see where the puck was. <laughs> I know. You don't see him in, that, in a situation where he doesn't come across as real confident most of the time. Yeah. That one time, <laughs> that, was yeah. not, that was not the same PJ we see most of the time. Yeah, no doubt, Mike. But, but I think you would agree, Mike. That's just one of the great things about PJ. He is such a connector. You know, for he and Bob and all of our coaches have a really good relationship, a strong relationship. And, you know, I, I think I told people yesterday I had over like 150 text messages right when we won the game. And one of my first text messages was from Lindsey Whalen going absolutely bonkers, excited about the football program. You know, Coach McCutcheon texted me. I saw Coach Golan, Coach Frost. I mean, all these coaches are texting, just excited. So it's, it's really great to see uh, all of our coaches and all of our programs and kids supporting each other and, and jumping on and enjoying this great ride that we're having right now. You know, Mark, along that line, I know we've, we've run over here and need, and need to let you go, but I think one of the great things is the absolute homerism of our guest at 1140 on this show, Glenn Mason. This is a guy who got fired as a football coach at the University of Minnesota, an absolutely unapologizing enthusiast for the program who was there from the beginning this year and is telling his Big Ten Network colleagues, I told you so. Yeah, you know, Mace, uh, I had a chance when I was a director of marketing to work very closely with sure. Coach Mason, and, and he he has always been great to me for my time before. And 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 Coach Mason, his uh, you know, he's very proud of what he built here. Uh, you know, he had an unbelievable run here, and and you know, we talk all the time that you know, there's so many coaches and players that were here before that helped lay this foundation, and we're starting to have some phenomenal success. And we never want to forget, you know, the great thing yesterday, Matt Spath was in the locker room, you know, who played under Coach Mason, and he's talking about how excited he is and what it means to be a part of this program. And, you know, it's just bringing people back as we talk about PJ connecting people. And Coach Mason has been carrying the flag all year for us. I'm just really grateful for his support and what he did for our institution and how much he cheers for the maroon and gold. 
Mark, uh, thanks so much for joining us here. We're going to talk a lot of gopher sports this morning. We want to start things off with the AD, and you were kind enough to come on with us. We appreciate it so much. Thanks, hey, Mark. I appreciate it. Hey, Maxie, I got dibs on that holiday card. <laughs> yeah, you got it, yeah. Yeah, there's only about 100,000 people in the listening audience that are working on it right now. <laughs> All right, you guys take care. Thank you. All right, that's Mark Coyle. And you know what we're going to do here? Uh, Mike, have we got anything we need to do in the next segment? Can we take some phone calls? Uh, yeah, we got a short segment. Then we got Glenn Taylor coming up at 935. Yeah, let's. Uh, all right, in the next segment, well, I have no idea if anybody's going to respond. But we're going to give the phone number. We're going to talk to Glenn Taylor in about 12 minutes. But if you want to be almost for six, seven minutes of uh, phone calls, let's do that. It's unscheduled, but hey, so was the win over Penn State. Number 651 989 9226. Give us a call. Tell us what's on your mind. We'll talk to you right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back. That was uh, sort of wing and a prayer, not knowing if we get any calls. We sure did. Let's go first to George in Woodbury. Hey, George, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? I've been a Gopher fan my whole life. Carlson, Grad, Mom, Dad, Sister, everybody <laughs> went there. I saw the Nebraska 84-13 loss, the yep. Michigan loss, we were leading in the third. The Wisconsin loss, we dropped the ball in the end zone, the puncher did, on and on. I've never been more proud to be a Gopher fan. And now, <laughs> it is the absolute best. You guys do a great job. Go Gophers. This is the year, and I'm so proud of everybody. Thanks. George, thanks for remembering all those heartbreaking losses along the way. Yeah, we only <laughs> covered a few of them. <laughs> I was thinking of all of them. Uh, let's go uh, Jack and Hugo. Hey, Jack, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Thank, uh, thanks for taking my call. My buddy and I took our wives yesterday. We're both uh, U of M grads. And uh, at the end of the game, it wasn't just the students and the young people rushing the field. They had two 60-year-old farts rushing the field with the rest of them. <laughs> they, they, uh, it was, uh, was that they, you? No. <laughs> I, I it was me. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was some, uh, did you see any of the overhead pictures that we were talking about? It's unbelievable. It's just a sea of people out there. Oh, yeah, well, we, we lost Jack. We are going to, uh, we appreciate those calls. We'll take a break here because we're going to try to get Glenn Taylor on the line. Lots of gopher talk. And, all, and, all but, morning. yeah, there will be more phone opportunities along the way and more gopher talk. You can uh, be sure of that. P.J. Fleck uh, at 1030, Glenn Mason at 1140. We texted each other multiple times yesterday. He was so on fire about this game. That's going to be a fun conversation. You want to stick around the whole rest of the show all the way up till noon. We are currently going to uh, get uh, the stage set for Glenn Taylor and some T-Wolves talk uh, that should follow this uh, short break as you listen to the Sports Huddle with Dave and Mike with Sid on his way in. Welcome back, Sports Huddle. Glenn Taylor is the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I stopped by to see him at halftime the other night, and, and he said to me, we need to cut down on our turnovers. <laughs> that was, Glenn, that was quite a game, quite a finish. And it wasn't the prettiest game we've ever seen, but that was quite a finish with Golden State. And, uh, and uh, take a deep breath, uh, uh, disaster kind of uh, uh, you, you guys j- just missed on uh, because uh, you got that turnover late in the game. Well, I tell you what, it was exciting for the fans. It was hard for the owner to, <laughs> to watch that because they could see it slip away. And then, like we've done a couple of other games this year, got to the end of the game and our guys have really rallied. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah, like I said, it was a fun end to watch D'Angelo Russell and, and Andrew Wiggins go head-to-head. At least that, that was a fun matchup within. Well, that's something to have a guy, one guy shoot 50-some points, another guy shoot 40 I mean, uh, uh, they uh, they were sure entertaining. Both guys uh, made some very difficult shots. 
Yeah, and Glenn, you make a good point. How often do you see a guy get 50 points? But uh, you faced two guys this year who's gotten 50 points. I think two of the top scoring, four scoring uh, games in the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten in the NBA this year have been against the Timberwolves, but uh, you survived the high scores and won the games. Yeah, they could uh, do it against some other teams. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I mean, we're going to play some teams with some great players on, and that's really part of the entertainment is to watch these guys that uh, have really developed their skills to that level. And, you know, we, we've got to get uh, uh, look forward to Carl and, and Wiggins and, and hopefully some of the other guys on the team eventually uh, get to that same level. Glenn, what are your conversations like with Gerson and Ryan? How, how does it work for an owner right now? Do, do they, they kind of map out their philosophy, and this is what you should expect to see, and, and do you meet periodically with them, a lot with them, to, to see how the plan is going or being developed? Well, I'll answer the last part first. Uh, our communications are quite often with both Ryan and Gerson, so uh, I enjoy that very much. Um, pretty much, I think, when we did the hire uh, on Gerson, and then he, uh, you know, bringing back Ryan, I think that really set the the program for us. I mean, they both said they wanted to move the ball down really fast, which they do. They said they will uh, concentrate on the threes and, and right around the rim, which they have done. And then they were going to work on the uh, defense, which I would say we've got uh, some of the time. You can see we're playing good defense, but not consistently. So, uh, I think we're, you know, we're following the program. Uh, they um, uh, will keep, you know, in touch with what maybe went wrong or what went good and, told, and just have said they're working on it. Glenn, you've uh, got a game at 2.30 at home this afternoon against Denver, and I know you're 0-4 against Denver last year, but you look at the stats, it's pretty early in the season to be looking at the stats, but if you were to be able to win that game, you'd be tied for first place in the Northwest. Yeah, it's, it looks like it might be, a, again, a really interesting year in that there's just uh, a lot of teams that are going to be close to that uh, playoff spot, uh, you know, like, sort of like last year, and uh, it should be a really interesting year. There's a lot of upsets, apparently upsets, and yet uh, yet we got a lot of teams that could have some pretty good records, too. Well, Den- Denver's a team that a couple years ago, you guys played them in the final game of the season to get into the playoffs. Winner goes to the playoff, loser goes home. But they've kind of built this this team that everybody fears in the West. Do you look at other teams and their similar market size in terms of you know attracting free agents and whatnot? Do you study other teams and say, if they can do it, we should be able to do it? Or do you, do you look at blueprints a lot? We do. Uh, in Denver's case, though, when we look at them, it's basically they've just kind of rebuilt from within. Uh, taken players that they have drafted and or gotten yep. and and had them improved, and I think that's one of the things that our guys are talking about. That we're going to go with the young guys um, in one way. We look like Denver that way f- from a couple years ago. We're going to go with these young guys and just see if they can improve each year and uh, and build it around a couple of really talented guys. You know, Glenn, as you look back at last year, we lost, we, the Timberwolves lost Covington so early in the year, I think the fans kind of forgot about him. He just, he was gone for so long. When he came back this year, I think we're learning again why he was a desirable guy to acquire. He's really added so much to your attack. He is very, well, they're all competitive, but he's he's competitive, and he shows you right out there by verbal and, uh, you know, his manner of how he guards people and stuff like that. And then he's, 
he's not afraid to take the the three point shots and and to get in there and and fight as he did at the end of the game. You know, get in there and fight for the ball when uh, it was really important to us. You know, it wasn't the crowd that you wanted the other night, and of course, a lot of that has to do with no Steph Curry and uh, no Clay Thompson, no Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, etc. But how do you, how do you, uh, as the owner, how do you look at what the expectations should be in terms of a Friday night and crowds and expectations of a team? How how do you, you know, the, the other side of your operations, the business side, what do you expect? Is there a minimum that should be in that building every night? Well, <clears throat> I always have high expectation of our staff, and we have a, a really good staff, but. Quite frankly, it does vary with the teams that you're going to play. I mean, uh, when you bring in uh, uh, the Lakers again, even they got LeBron James and stuff like that there, just the uh, your opponent will help your uh, crowd because people are going to come and see him. Because in his case, they'll be here twice. But some of these players like Milwaukee, they're just going to be here once a year. And, you know, and people want to come in and see that excellent talent. So, you know, I understand that. It depends on the opponent and as well as your own team. Now, you know, it's always more fun to win. Your fans come to see you win. And, and if we can win at home, it's really important. I think you can make a pretty good argument that there's no player on your roster who gets as much comments, good or bad, as Wiggins. As the owner, what was your feeling the other night when he put up 40 points in a victory? Well, I've been just pleased with him all year. I can see it's such a difference from this year <clears throat> than the, the last two years is efforts is working this summer and coming in and staying at it all summer long and working with the coaches appears to be really paying off and then he's just uh taken um on you know the challenge of of scoring in close um that like he did when he was a a rookie and it's really pleased i'm just really pleased to see that i just hope he can just continue it yeah, and I think working out with Russell Westbrook's trainer and seeing Westbrook in California didn't hurt him either this summer. You know, Glenn, I've seen uh, – I was telling somebody this the other day. I almost had to come in and do a radio show the other night, and it would have been the third time for a Timberwolves game. You had a fire down in Mexico City. Then one time you had condensation on the court from, I think, a hockey <laughs> game. And the other night we had a long delay because uh, the backboard and basket weren't in alignment. What happens there? What, what does the league tell you when that happens? Well, first of all, I found out that a bolt – uh, had broken, and that was uh, the cause of our problem and why we were having yeah. difficult uh, difficulty. I did talk to everybody, and they said, "Well, these things happen. There's uh, no penalty. We're going to just uh, get it fixed." And and uh, we had a reserve um, basket to bring out to the floor, and we're just going to wait until it's done, and then we're going to play the game. And and they said, uh, "Don't worry about it. We'll get it fixed." And but it did. Delay the game for about an hour. With your farming background, I thought you might go out there and have a wrench in your back pocket or well, something. Well, you saw me out there. <laughs> yeah, you were looking it over kicked, good. They kicked me out. That ain't any different than a combine in a lot of ways. <laughs> we heard that Glenn looked at and said, I think the problem's with a broken bull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But uh, somehow they keep, uh, keep me away from that. <laughs> they didn't trust me. <laughs> Well, 2.30 this afternoon, I'm sure there are tickets available. You know, can't blame the Vikings. They play on TV tonight. If you want to take their uh, Timberwolves, their fun team to watch. And uh, 2.30 this afternoon, tip-off against Denver Nuggets. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, Thanks, it's a Glenn. great sports weekend, especially after oh, what yeah. the Gophers did yesterday. And then, and we'll see what we do tonight, today, and then we'll watch those Vikings tonight. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate it very much. All right. Thank you. All right. That's Glenn Taylor. You know, uh, Mike, should we try again? Should we open them up? 
Yeah, I, for sure. We before we sign up, I'm going to give the phone numbers again. That worked so well the last time. There are some, you know, there we know we go three weeks in a row, and especially when we're crowded into like a ten to, to noon, and we've got all those tapes and interviews. But this morning we got a little more time, and there's just a sense out there people want to talk about what they're what's on their mind. So in this next segment, we're going to open up the phone lines again. Give us a call during the break. That number is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six nine two two six. Give us a call. Tell us what's on your mind. We love talking to you, and it's a good chance for us to field some phone calls, and then we're going to have probably a lot more guests between uh, 10 and 12. We had a text message here. Yes, we do have P.J. Fleck. He will be on at 1030, and yes, Glenn Mason at 1140, but other guests uh, as well. So stick around. Join us with your phone calls right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, David, Mike. Mike, we're back. I'll give the phone numbers again. I, I have to believe there are people out there who want to talk about, probably about the goal for victory, but there's so much uh, other things going on. The number is 651-989-9226. Uh, still some interesting football left to play in the Big Ten. We, yeah. Uh, you know, the Ohio State-Penn State game was at Ohio State in two weeks. That's going to be an interesting game. I think Ohio State probably the best team in the country. Uh, Penn State uh, can uh, regain a lot of respect if they could go in there and do something. I'll tell you something about Penn State. What did they punt once yesterday? Yeah. I mean, it was now. Granted, Antoine Winfield they created turnovers. Yeah, no, what do you get intercepted three times? It uh, kills your punting game. Yeah, but but they were their game plan was spot on. Yeah, they knew where they wanted to go. They used the tight end. They got big holes in the, for the running back Brown. They did a lot of things really, really well. The one thing that I didn't think, though, I mean, they shut out Michigan State at Michigan State. Yeah, I didn't think the Gophers could carry them apart like that offensively. And even with good receivers, I didn't think, uh, and they didn't, the Gophers didn't run the ball particularly well, just well enough, I guess, to throw the football. Almost double what they usually give up in running, but still it yeah. seemed like a small part of the Gopher yes. offense. I, I didn't think the Gophers would be able to just sling it. And, you know, Tanner Morgan, they've had some good quarterbacks there over the last several years. I, and I don't know if he's the best quarterback, but I don't know if anybody's played the position better than he has the last few games. Well, we'll talk to PJ about it. But, the, you know, I'm watching the game with binoculars, as I usually do. Uh, and I see some substitutions, and I see an offensive lineman go in, and, and, and a receiver comes out. And I'm, I'm counting. And, you know, they've got, like, six offensive linemen. And that's why, you know, Morgan had so much time. They were, you know, they looked huge from, from end to end. And it just said, all right, come and try to get it at our quarter. Yeah. <laughs> come through this. Yeah, and they, and they got him at the end there, which allowed them, you know, right. force a situation at, at the end of the game. But they didn't get him often. And he does not, I tell you, watching him, he uh, he does not make many mistakes. Man. Two did, incompletions. Yeah, he, and he does not throw to the, you know. He, he might either might be two guys open and he picks one and one you know Tyler Johnson might have a touchdown yesterday if he'd right. thrown him I know the through. Player so, talking some about of that it. stuff yeah. but I mean he does he is really well coached and, and obviously he's got a great acumen for for the position because PJ Flex whole thing is and the longer you, you don't throw interception right there's your game yesterday well you know uh, we're gonna go to call in just a second but I, I, I don't I read so much and watched so much last night I don't remember why I read it but Morgan's game yesterday was something like the first or second time in 20 years of college football that a guy has had better than 90% completion uh, and thrown more than 20 passes. Somebody may maybe call with us, yeah. But it was like, are you kidding me? Like in 20 years of college football, it's only the second time it's happened? And he threw the deep ball, too. Oh, yeah. They weren't, you know? they weren't all little passes no, in the flat. Uh-uh, uh-uh. This wasn't running, shooting, you know. Uh, he really, and, and you know, you, I, I was thinking of this kid because last year, he was not the. He didn't win the starting spot. No, Anikstead was the starting yeah, quarterback, and, and, and he and he won it. And Anikstead's been hurt, of course, right. this year. 
Uh, but, but you know, so many kids out there in general, you just got to hang in there and wait for your shot, you know. And he got it, and now he's gotten better every week. No, it's uh, all right. We got a couple callers here. Let's uh, let's not keep them on hold any longer. Uh, who is first? George in Oakdale. Hi, George. What's on your mind? Uh, I was talking about uh, the Gophers and uh, the uh, Maturi debacle. What are you talking about? What? what why were you bringing you that up on a day like today? Uh, let's go to the next call. I, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. Mark, Mark and St. Paul. Mark, we'll give you a try. Yeah, I'd like to echo your comments on Tanner Morgan. I think Good. the poise he showed was unbelievable in such a big game. I think he's a sophomore, right? He's a yeah. sophomore, yep. I mean, I don't you think that's amazing? How, yeah, I, thought, how well I think, he's, I think he's been just amazing. Yeah. I, I was just so impressed. And the other thing I've noticed about him, is he will never throw the ball in a way where an interception could take place. That's I mean, what I'm saying. He, he, has that, he has that sense about him where not to put the ball, not to force the ball. Uh, I, I, he was unbelievable. I'll just leave it at that. Well, you know, one other thing, Mike, uh, Mark, thanks for the call. One other thing about Morgan that is so good is his play with uh, the run-pass option, and when he pulls the ball out, that guy's getting tackled half the time. He sells that as well as yep. anybody I've ever seen, and then drops back, buys himself the extra one or two seconds to pass. By then, the slant is usually wide open. Yeah, and, and give the, you know, a lot of that's coaching staff. Those are those individual meetings when you're really right. well-coached quarterback, and, and apparently whoever they've got working with them is really good. And then that's the flex philosophy, too, is you know, don't beat yourself. And uh, But... Uh, to, to start the game with that long touchdown, and you go, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. let, let's be honest. If you've been around Gopher football for a long time, the, the, until that final interception, there was no, <laughs> you know, we've seen we know better. We right? know better. Being from Minnesota, we know better. And, and, you, and you're doing the clock, right? You're oh, doing yeah. the math. If they get a first down. If How they, many seconds on the play clock? Yeah. You, oh, where, where Morgan is also phenomenal. He takes every snap with one or two seconds left on the play clock. Yes. When, they, when, when it gets to fourth quarter and they're, in, you know, two possession lead, all those things, he's just really well coached. Yeah, I, I just think there's so many good things. Uh, we're, we're lining up a couple other callers here while we do that. I want to get in another plug for Winfield. I'm, I'm just yeah. terrified that he will turn pro at the end of this year. It's his fourth year in college. Uh, he now is, by one of the rating services, the number one rated safety in the country, and he added to that yesterday with two more interceptions. He, he's the Paul Kraus back there. If you, oh. if you want to throw and you put the ball in the air too long, he'll find the ball. Well, I, I had a nice visit with a scout the other day, a, a high-ranking scout in the NFL, and I asked specifically about Winfield. And he said, right now, if he, the, the question is, how will he run? His 40 time, he'd be mid-round right now. But he says, the truth is, if he comes back for another year, he's probably not going to go up that much higher, but he's going to get in the league and he's going to play. And he's, he's going to play, you know, and and that and that's the thing. Now, obviously, he comes from a family that doesn't need the money because his dad played a long time yep. and made a lot of money. But there's also that, that clock ticking where you go, if I'm 23 years old and I'm going to be playing football, 
you know, why not do it for money instead of, you know, and I, and I would think that would be the, you know, the biggest concern about that means your program is going in the right direction. Yeah, for the first time. I mean, when's the last time we worried about guys going out early? I guess Max Williams was probably a, yeah, that was uh, last one, one, one of right? the most yeah. recent ones that, that went out early. But, uh, you know, uh, Winfield's in that unique situation that he had two years that are, we sort of wrote mm-hmm. off. So people say, well, he's only a sophomore. Yeah, but it's his fourth year on campus, so uh, he would be eligible to go out in the draft. But isn't it fun to talk about gopher players who could play in the National Football League and have it be more than just one or two? There are probably a half dozen or more on this team. Yeah, they'll keep coming and they'll keep oh, these receivers. Oh. I mean, I don't know how they rank by NFL standards, but they're all going to camp. They're all going to get good shots. I mean, uh, uh, Tyler Johnson, of course, was a, you know, I remember when they signed him, I remember being over at Minneapolis North High School there, and he was such a good basketball player, such a good athlete. He's a quarterback. Right. But they knew right away he was going to be a receiver here. And so many times, you know, when it's a hometown kid, you worry that that's not going to work out, right? That he's going to get buried somewhere on the depth chart. The next thing you know, he's transferring to wherever. It really worked out with him. Well, and uh, Gophers are in on trying to get some kids uh, from Minnesota to recruit for future years. I, I have to believe that after yesterday, the recruiting of local kids has gotten a whole lot easier. The, you know, the kid that you don't see as much as he did last year, uh, this goes back to Tanner Morgan a little bit, is Seth Green. Yeah. They don't need to run that. Well, the the yesterday, yeah. He, they used him, yeah, yeah. That, down by the goal line. Yep. Uh, but remember last year he had like eight touchdowns or something. Yeah, like absolutely. That, right? I mean, he was. You know, don't forget, nice he could pass. He hasn't thrown a pass yet this year, and in the repertoire of stuff we haven't seen yet. Now, more of those were when he came in like uh, second and one from the forty-eight. Yeah. Uh, so you know the 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 pass is more of a surprise and less of a risk. But you know they've got they've got a lot of things. But you're right, Seth Green. You know the time he was recruited, the story that he, he went to Texas to play high school ball. Last year, you know, yeah. was recruited to Oregon that didn't work out and came here. He's been a valuable guy, but they haven't had to use him as much. No, uh-uh. and and I don't know you know where he sits if uh, uh, if. Uh, Morgan went down if he'd be the next up or what they'd do there. but uh, Yeah, I'm not sure either because right now they've protected the red shirt on, on both Kramer and Clark. we got, they got a caller here. Let's see if we can get him in the last one minute. Uh, Doug in St. Paul, go ahead. Yeah, I think that uh, probably the biggest difference between this year and the years past is the offensive line. they got some young kids that are hungry. Who's ever coaching them? they got them going in the right direction. This big kid that's playing tackle. I'm oh, not really? sure if he's even – yeah, he, he's a – He's he's a pro into making, but they they're coaching him right. They got him going, and this kid that comes in at center, Schmitz is his name. Yeah, like he, he's fun to watch. I agree. Oh man, I'll tell you what, that kid. I played offensive center in high school and college, <laughs> and he's fun to watch. That kid is. Uh, he's got the, his head screwed on straight. When they put him in the game. He takes advantage of the situation. <laughs> That's spoken like a true co- former college center that can appreciate that. But I'm that. glad you mentioned because he's not somebody we've talked about. And he rotates now. He comes in regularly, and then they yeah, you he, know, they, he, they move their center over. But he was part of that uh, shift yesterday where they had the, the solid wall of offensive linemen and just said, right, hey, here we are. Right. Come on. Try to get to us. So uh, yeah, good man. call. Doug, we appreciate it so much. We're, we're out of time. Uh, got two more hours to go. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Sports Idol said Dave and Mike.